Dear beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the Daily Smith Wigglesworth Devotional Podcast. My name is Victoria Eon, I'm your host for this podcast. And without further delay, let us pray. Father Laga Almighty, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, we thank you for instructing us through your word and through your Holy Spirit. Right now, we surrender to your Holy Spirit and to your word so that we may understand your word and put it in practice. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, Amen. The title of this teaching is The Spirit Moves Upon You. The Spirit Moves Upon You. We will read John chapter 3 verse 16 and John chapter 3 from verse 5 to verse 21. And our key verse for today will be verse 16. So let's start with John chapter 3 from verse 5 up to verse 21. We're reading from the New King James Version. Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel what that I say to you, that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly I say to you, We speak what we know and testify what, the, what we have seen, and you do not receive a witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his world his son, sorry, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds might be made clean, that they have been done in God. This is the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. So let's go back to our key verse for today, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, let's get back to the title of this teaching, The Spirit Moves Upon You. Today we're talking about salvation. God draws you to himself for you to be saved. That's basically what we explained when we talked about election, that God wants all to be saved. Reason why uh, his Holy Spirit brings conviction upon the world of sin. When you have this conviction and that you turn to Jesus to save you, at that moment Jesus comes to live in you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit come to live inside of you when you are saved. He come to live inside your spirit which ha- has been which has been recreated by God in the image of Jesus. So now God lives inside your spirit when you came to Christ. He did it. He chose you. He elected you. And he 
he made it possible for everyone to be saved. So it's not like he wants you to be saved and others to go to hell. No, he wants all to be saved. And it is so wonderful to know that he loves us and that whatever your age, because you can be saved at eight, you can be saved at nine, you can be saved at 50, you can be saved whatever the age at which it happens. When you make this decision to make the Lord Jesus your Lord and Savior, uh, he comes into your life and he saves you. And he he recreates your spirit in his image and God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit come and live in you, they come and dwell in you. At that moment, even if you die, physically, your spirit and your soul go where it is like, aka with God, because you have been recreated in his image. Now, another thing that we have to know is that some people usually wonder, like, for whom is salvation? God wants all to be saved. It's not like he picks and chooses and says, I want this one to be saved, I want this one to go to hell. No, he wants all to be saved. That's why he gave the life of his son. So that all who believe in him, he said, whosoever believes in him. In Revelation chapter 22 verse 17, he says, whoever desires, let him drink the water freely. God, God wants all to be saved. It's all to, it goes all back to whosoever accepts it, whosoever desires it, whosoever moves into that, in that direction, accepts this calling. It's true that he took our sins. It's true that he paid the price for the whole world. It's true that he gave himself as a ransom for many. And when you ask for whom, the answer is for whoever desires it, whoever accepts it, whoever is like, this is for me, you know, you choose. God will never force you, will not override your free will. He lets you decide if this is what you want. Some people are like, but why did God give us free will? I, I was asking this question, in fact, to God this morning, and he told me something like, he told me that, how do you, how do you train someone to be a king without giving the person free will? And you see that when God created Adam and Eve, he told mankind that they were supposed to have dominion over the earth. So when you want someone to have dominion, when you want to train someone to rule, to be a king, to make decisions, you have to give them free will. I think that's kind of what God was trying to show me. But the free will was never meant for us to use it against God, but for us to surrender our free will to God because he's been there way before us. He's a better king than us. He's a better Lord than us. He knows how he's the king of kings and lord of lords. He knows better how to manage, how to decide, how to... So our free will is supposed to be surrendered to his own will. That's the best way I can describe submission to God. You, 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 you surrender your free will to his will. And how do you know his will? Through his word and through his Holy Spirit. So God's will is for all to be saved. That's why he calls all who are believers to preach the gospel. Now, it can happen that you preach the gospel to someone and that the person refuses to come to Christ. And the question that some people usually have is like, why do some people refuse the free gift of salvation? The Bible says that, uh, to summarize, kind of, the Bible says that it's because the God of this age has blinded them who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. So basically, when you preach the gospel to someone and that person refuses to believe, it's because the God of this age has blinded them, as such they do not believe, because if they believe, the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, would shine on them. So the enemy does not want people to be saved. The enemy does not want people to believe in Christ. The enemy does not want, because he knows that from the moment they believe, they uh are now like they're they're free to take what is theirs what jesus died for to accept the salvation for them to receive it and to start living in this life it just eternal life but 
for those who do not believe, they, they cannot be saved. So that's, that's the, the key. And those who do not believe are already condemned because they refuse to believe in the name of the Son of God. And it's not by any hazard. It's not like uh, a coincidence that we say that they refused because it's really like it's a choice. You choose whether you follow Jesus or not. As the Bible verse says, I put before you life and death. Choose life so that you may live. So it's a choice. But whatever the case, when you preach the gospel to someone and that they refuse to surrender their life to Jesus, you do not give up. You keep praying for them. You keep trusting God. You keep believing God for them to be saved. And you stand firm in faith and you keep having faith. I, I listened, I watched a YouTube video the other day and the story, there was such a wonderful story. It was about a guy. Um, I think at that time he was still an adolescent. He was a Muslim and he had like many, many Muslim friends, you know. And according to Islam, they were doing a favor to God by killing Christians, you know. So he, they were persecuting one of their classmates or friends from school. Not friends, one of the people from school, a guy who was also, who was a Christian. So they thought that they were saving their God by their God who is Allah, who is not the same God as our God, simply because their God doesn't tell them to surrender their lives to Christ. Their God tells them to kill Christians. So it's impossible that their God is the same God as our God. You understand? That's already logical. Their God does not recognize Jesus as Lord and Savior, while our God tells us that the Lord Jesus is our Lord and that he's a savior. So it's impossible that Allah, the God of the Quran, is the same as the God of the Bible. The two are not the same God. So I hope this helps someone out there. So where was I in the story? Um, yeah, the guy uh, gathered other friends of himself, who were Muslims, to persecute this Christian boy. And one day they decided that they were going to kill him once and for all, they were going to kill him. And then they, they hit him, they broke his arm, his leg. They hurt him like very badly. And they were sure that he was like about to die. And when they, it was at that point when he was like so close to death, they left him there and went home. And then they washed themselves, they washed the blood off, they cleaned themselves, they prayed, and they kind of, they felt like they had done something for the guard. They were glad. So to say, and they moved on with their lives and they never heard about the guy ever again. So this, this man who stayed in the story, he says that from that point, he's not here about the guy ever again. So he was moving on with his life, continuing with his life. And, and the Lord Jesus, if I remember the story well, the Lord Jesus appeared to him. Was it in a dream? Was it, I don't remember exactly how he came to Christ, but I know that many, many years later, he came to Christ. And when he came to Christ, he told his family about it, his family rejected him and threw him away because he now became a Christian. They even bought a coffin for him and said that your son had died. Nevertheless, he chose to follow Jesus. He chose to follow Jesus and then he traveled to another country and then when he reached the other country, he went to a church and then they preached a sermon which uh, he liked, Kind, I think. Um, after the sermon, um, Someone from the church came to him and was like, I want to know more about you. I want to know your story and stuff and stuff. And then while discussing with the guy, he tells him the story. He starts the whole story from the point of the guy that he persecuted, the Christian guy that he almost killed or perhaps killed because he did not know what happened to the guy afterwards and he never heard about him anymore. So he told him the story and he told him that many years later he came to Christ and that when he remembers that, he feels like guilty for what he did and stuff and stuff and stuff. Uh, 
And the guy tells him, hey, I'm this guy that you, I'm this guy that you persecuted and that you almost killed with your friends. And he was like, what? And then he takes out his Bible and he opens to, I think the first page of his Bible where he wrote the name of the guy. He says, this is your name. I wrote your name in my Bible. I survived, you know, I forgave you and I prayed God every day that he would save you. I wrote your name in my Bible and I prayed every day that God would save you. And I'm so happy that today I get to meet you and that you're saved and that you're in Christ. I'm so glad I rejoice in the Lord. So you see, this is an example, not just of, because the story was the story of forgiveness, but this is an example, not just of forgiveness, but of perseverance. You know, this is someone who almost killed him, but he prayed for him and he still had, like, when you looked at his body, you see, you could still see the sequelae of the attack but he took that not as a reason to hate this person but instead to love him and to pray every day for this person to come to Christ and it finally happened so just to say that the God of this age may have blinded the eyes of your loved ones or whoever you're praying for to be saved but keep praying for them keep believing keep declaring over your lives and it's gonna come to pass by God's grace so let me end with this quote by Smith Jesus is bigger than any assembly, yet he is, in quotes, small enough to fill every heart. Jesus is bigger than any assembly, yet he is, in quotes, small enough to fill every heart. Let us pray. Father, I God, my King of glory, we thank you for your salvation in Christ Jesus. We thank you for, for you want all to be saved. Lord, help us to never get discouraged when we preach the gospel to someone and that they have not yet come to Christ, but help us to stay firm in faith and to keep believing and persevering and trusting you that they're going to be saved by your grace. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us today and for listening from start to finish. Thank you for listening from the beginning to the end of this podcast episode we you know we have one new podcast episode every single day by the grace of the lord so make sure to subscribe and tune in tomorrow by god's grace to listen to the next podcast episode if you have prayer requests or questions or anything you need to discuss concerning the bible or this podcast episode or any other podcast episode or the smith figures world devotional in general or the bible in general or any scene uh, which you are addicted to, for which you need deliverance or healing, if you need prayer for sickness and disease, if you need healing, even in terms of your finances, if you need prayer, you can always contact me on Instagram, Dr. Victoria Eok. You can contact me on Instagram with your prayer requests, with your questions, with your like anything that you need, which is concerning the Bible. By the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, we're gonna solve it. So I'm expecting. Bye-bye.